This is episode 18. In this episode, you'll meet Brenda, the founder of Sleepy Teepee. Learn how she created this very unique business by helping others create unforgettable memories and learn about glamping. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, bienvenidos. I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate, a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. Join me to hear stories from entrepreneurs of different cultures and identities. I believe consumers want to support businesses and organizations that they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. I know it does for me. Also, my daughter will join me once a month to talk about the kid entrepreneur perspective. So subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Hello, hello, hola, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relate and Elevate. It's a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. And today I have a special guest from Southern California. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Brenda Mendoza and I am with Sleepy Teepee in West Covina, California. Yay, I'm so excited. We've been planning this for for a couple months, right? A few months. Yes. (laughs) We've been planning this since uh, December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since December, yeah. It's February. So we... um, I like to start off with a little icebreaker and ask everybody, just ask everyone some questions to get to know them a little bit better. So we're going to dive right in and ask you, what is your favorite food? Oh my God. If you looked at me, you could tell it's everything because I don't discriminate. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm going to say Mexican. Yeah. Anything Mexican. Anything. Anything. Menudo, tacos, like enchiladas, anything, everything Mexican. That sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What's your favorite color? Ooh, I like um, bright and bold colors. So I like like the the bright pinks and the lime greens and the bright yellows. So anything that's bright, that's what I like. And you like that like in your house or you like to wear it? No, I like to wear it. I'm funny. I like to wear bright colors. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, my home and everything else, I keep it neutral. So it's either mm-hmm. the beiges, the creams. Um, so it's a little bit of both. I just like for myself, I like the bold colors, bold, bright colors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's nice. I like the big, big, bright colors too. It brings a smile to my face. Right? And that way it's like, oh, there she is. And I'm like, I know you saw me because I was wearing that bright yellow shirt. So I know you saw me. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the most recent book you've read? The most recent book I read is, it's called, oh my God, um, it's right here. uh, The Conversations with God. And it's it's a really thick book. I got the three in one and it's just, it's by um, Neil Walsh. I think that's how you say the name. And it's just about how we have our conversations with God 
And sometimes we think he's not listening and he shows us all these uh, steps and, and things that come our way. And, and we still think that he doesn't exist and, and he's there. So mm -hmm. it's called uh, conversations with God. It's sometimes people wait for, you know, that mystic voice or that appearance and stuff, but it's not, it's in the simple things. It's in the sunshine, it's in the flowers, it's in like all this rain that we've had, you know, mm -hmm. it's in those simplest things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's called conversations with God. So mm. I'm reading that now. It's pretty thick. <laughs> I'll be reading it for a while. <laughs> oh, cool. I never heard of it. If you could meet one person uh, dead or alive, who would that be and why? Ooh. Uh, there's two people. If I'm, I'm spiritual, so my first person would be Jesus Christ um because it'd be like how did you do it why did you do it like you knew mm -hmm. these people were going to betray you and you still love them mm -hmm. how did you do it uh because you know in life now we we have people who do that to us um so that's that's my spiritual uh part of who i would like to meet and then my earthly part would be i'd love to meet j-lo um <laughs> i think she is just Me awesome too. i would just she's just she just has it all so it would be her yeah i thought about that and i'm like but what would i say i don't know yeah it's like she just um she's got her family she's got her business she's got her music career she's beautiful um she's dated some of these hottest men like hello how did you do that <laughs> <laughs> what's your secret <laughs> So probably taking care of herself and her body. <laughs> right. So she probably doesn't eat tacos and all that Mexican food like I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I read somewhere that she doesn't she doesn't drink alcohol. She gets all of her hours of sleep. She doesn't yeah. go out and party all night. She, yeah. Like she just she drinks milk, <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. You could tell milk does do a body good, and at least it did for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's the last song you listen to? The last song I listened to is, it's a song that I listen to pretty much every day, and you're going to laugh. It's, um, it's The Eye of the Tiger. Hmm. Um, I think it's by, I don't even know who sings it. It's an old song. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it kind of just motivates me. Kind of just. Yeah, it is very, it like gets you, it gets like energy flowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like if I'm having a good day already, it just pumps me up. If, you know, I'm having the Monday blues, it gets me going. If, you know, I'm on my way to set up for a party or an event, it gets me going. That song just, it just gets me at all levels. So, The Eye of the Tiger. Hmm. I, I think who sings that? Survivor, I think? I think that's who sings I it. Idea. Yeah, I think. I just, I remember Rocky. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so once you think of Rocky, then you know, okay, that's the song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So tell us something about yourself that only a handful of people know about you. Ooh, that's pretty tough because I'm pretty much an open book. Oh. Um, so what you see is what you get. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of stumped on that one. So what the uh, most interesting or weirdest thing about you? The weirdest thing about me is um, my husband's going to kill me. Um, 
is we like to do baby talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. We just do baby talk to each other. What are we saying and what are we trying to do? Nothing. It just makes us laugh. So. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Whatever it keeps. Sorry. Whatever keeps your relationship, you know, together. Sometimes, you know, we need to do those things to kind of, I feel like it kind of like grounds us, you know, like puts us in a good place or you, you're just making a connection with your partner, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's why it works. Cause we don't know what we're saying, you know, <laughs> but um, I just think it's about just keeping things simple, keeping things childlike and life is already serious enough. So it's just sometimes like just an icebreaker, like goo goo gaga rah, and it's like oh my god, you know, and it's, it's just funny, you know. You you're mad, and you're like, okay, I'm over it, you know. <laughs> okay. So now you got to practice that with your husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so okay, now we're gonna switch gears and talk about cultural identity. So how do you self-identify I I kind of struggled with this one because I wasn't sure like what it was really asking or what that really means but how I self-identify it's a little both worlds like I was saying is that um, I am uh, a God-fearing woman and I'm also one of very simplicity um, I just like the simple things in life. I like, um, I just like simple things in life. So I don't know if that kind of answers your question, but um, I love like the basic stuff. Um, I don't have a problem with, even though I come across and I look a certain way, like, you know, I like nice clothes. I like nice shoes. I like nice handbags, but I don't pay all that money. I'll, I'll go to consignment shops. Um, I'm a big fan of Goodwill. So when people see me, they think I'm one way, but once they get to know me, it's like, oh, you, you, you go there, you know? So it's one of simplicity, if that makes, if that answers your question. Yeah. Maybe this will help you a little bit. Mm-hmm. What does cultural identity mean to you? Cultural identity... And that's kind of hard. And this is one where I don't know if, if, because uh, it could mean a lot, but yet it could mean nothing. And I think it just depends um, where you're at and what you're doing because the cultural identity, like for me, like being the, the, the Latina, it's like the feeling of, of belonging, the feeling of belonging to a community. Um, it's about traditions. It's about legacy. Um, so I don't know if that, is is yeah, that answering the question? It's definitely experiential. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's what I think. I, mm-hmm. I really believe cultural identity is based on our experiences. Yeah, like I know, like, um, for example, uh, you know, my mom was from Mexico. So, you know, we, we have like those traditions where, you know, for holidays, we would make the tamales and then there's, you know, the baby Jesus and all that stuff. And uh, families and and uh, even going as far as like certain tea sobadoras and all that stuff you know and so I have it and so I try to bring it and then now it's my responsibility to bring it to my kids but 
that generation unfortunately is dying off and passing off and they're not showing it to us. So we're kind of losing that almost in a sense. And to me, that's important. It's part of, you know, the, the community and, and, and legacies that, that I was brought up in. And most of us as, as uh, Latinos. Yeah. I mean, as generations come and go, there are certain aspects of traditions and cultures that are, they're like morphed, they change. Yeah. Other parts stay the same and simple. It, it comes back to that simplicity that mm -hmm. you said earlier. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, it, it is a difficult question. Some people don't know how to answer it. Some people know the answer right away. And the reason why I ask these questions, and I think that it's so important for us to talk about it, is because we don't talk about it enough. Yes. There is really very rare time and space in our life to talk about this stuff. Um, not everybody uh, goes to college and takes ethnic studies classes where you would have these conversations. Right. Um, I mean, some people have these conversations in elementary school or in middle school. Some people never have them ever. And, you know, some people talk about them with their family. And then some people are told who they are, or right. what they believe in, and and so that's why sometimes it's difficult for us to answer them because we've never even some of us haven't had the time to even think about what we think about of our our own selves and our culture. No, and it's true, and I think that's why I I, I stumbled and I had to think about it because I'm all like, I I don't even know, and even if I did know. I think I know, but I don't know how to express it because it's a feeling. Right? We just never do. Yeah, it's a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling, and sometimes those feelings are hard to express. Mm -hmm. um, so we show them in other ways, mm -hmm. but we need to talk about it. That's part of the problem. We don't talk, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's part of the problem. You know. Mm -hmm. So that's a great question. Yeah, I'm a really big believer in dialogue. Um, I really believe that talking through conversations, that's the best way for us to learn through sharing our stories and learning, sharing our st stories through dialogue and talking and sharing like our testimonies, mm -hmm. a testament of knowledge because it's real life. Like it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to me and whatever happened to you, we come learn from each other and then we form ideas and you know we grow from there we we grow from there <laughs> too yeah absolutely I, actually you just nailed it we don't go from there we grow from there mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it's kind of like um, I know the way I was brought up was uh, in the house it was like you know whatever is said here stays here you don't talk about it and you don't share it um, okay my that might have worked in the 70s but now in this in this whole new era that we're living in that's the problem is we're not talking about it and when we do talk about it it's like we're embarrassed or we feel like we're going to look downed upon or oh my god you and it's like yes me <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah it's dialogue is so important so yeah. keep it up keep it up keep it up <laughs> <laughs> so um 
we're gonna move on to talk about your business. What do you sell? What's the name of your business? And where, where do you sell it? And how, how did it come about? How did your whole business vision come about? Um, so um, what I sell is an experience. Um, it's uh, hopefully a long lasting, uh, unforgettable memory. Um, and uh, the business is called Sleepy Teepee. And I have two different versions. I have Sleepy Teepee for kids. And I also have Sleepy Teepee uh, for adults. And uh, we are in West Covina, uh, California. And we travel um, uh, it, just about anywhere. I think the farthest we've gone is probably about maybe 50 miles out. Um, so um, we go to people's houses. What we do is a, it's a different way of um, doing slumber parties. Um, so we go to your house, uh, set up the teepees. We provide everything that you need. It's the air mattresses, um, the protective sheets, sheets. Um, you offer uh, a slumber party experience. It's a slumber party experience, yes. And the whole concept of is kind of like we were talking about earlier is to create a, a dialogue, to gather with your friends and communicate with them. Um, you know, get to know them, get to see what they like, what they dislike, you know, get to know them, sit down and have conversations about what their colors are. Or like you asked me, you know, what's your self-identity stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, cause we don't have those conversations. And then it's another way too of, of, I think, um, parents getting to know, um, who their children's friends are too. Um, a lot of times, you know, our friends say, oh, I'm going to go out with Laura. And it's like, okay, well, who's Laura? I mean, I don't even know what she looks like. But mm -hmm. if you have them come over to your home, then now you can put a face mm -hmm. um, with a name. And then you can see what is Laura about? What does she look like? Like, what does she talk about? So it's kind of a way of letting your child have a sleepover, but yet you too being involved in the sense of not being that helicopter parent, but staying at a distance and kind of seeing what are they talking about and what's going on. And so that you get to see who your who your children are hanging around with. So you're creating a social opportunities for the kids to get together and hang out in a comfortable space, in a slumber party environment, but without the actual sleepover during the day, right? Or whatever time they need. Yeah, we, we have several options. So we do have like the unslumber parties where we set up the teepees just to kind of give them the environment. We also have the slumber parties where um, we set up everything and then we come the next day to pick everything's up. Mm -hmm. um, so it just depends what, what, the, what the client wants. Um, some clients were like, okay, you know, come by tonight. We're just going to have a movie night, come back later. And some clients are like, no, come back tomorrow. So it just depends whatever the client wants. Um, and it's just a, a great sense of, of uh, creating a community um, whether it's just two girls or five or six girls. Um, and I've seen you've also set up for events too, right? And photo shoots. I've seen you've done photo shoots too, as well. Yeah. And actually, um, our teepee started out for slumber parties. And then I had people ask me, can I, you know, rent a teepee for a photo shoot? And then, um, I've had, um, for, uh, weddings, um, we've created a magical space, uh, for children. Um, because there's lots of times where people have a wedding 
and it's only adults only because it's like what are we going to do with these kids because we don't want them running around so that's why we've created this magical space uh, for children so that there's a separate area for them we have teepees that go with the theme of the wedding and little activities for them um, I definitely had a space like that for my wedding uh-huh. like um, 12 years ago uh-huh. no teepees <laughs> room with some snacks and a TV for kids and yeah, or yeah. parents who brought their babies and wanted to hang out with there for a little bit or something. But I mean, it's definitely, a, it's definitely needed for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just a separate area, separate space for the kids. Cause I mean, they're kids, they get bored and they're like, Oh, what am I going to do? You know? So it's just a separate area um, uh, for the kids. And that way, if they're tired, they want to take a nap. We have the teepees there with a little, you know, uh, comfortable padding and stuff so they could, you know, take a nap in there. Um, we also use our teepees. We have some that are closed. Um, women use them for breastfeeding areas. There's some women who don't care. They just feed their baby, you know, wherever, however, which is fine. And there are some women that are a little bit more conservative and want their private space. We also rent our teepees out for uh, big events where they have, you know, um, they expect moms, so they use that area for um, moms for breastfeeding area. So it's funny because our teepees are, have just gone from slumber parties to just an event for everything. So the possibilities are endless is what I say with our teepees. And then now we're doing, um, trying to incorporate the date nights because um, to me it's important. Um, before we were mom and dad, a lot of us were husband and wives. And we forget that we get so lost in in uh, raising our children that we forget, you know, about being a husband and a wife. And I mean, in a perfect world, I would love for you to rent the teepee and have a date night. But even if I can encourage you and remind you, hey, you need to have a date night with your spouse, then my job is done. Because it could be just something so simple. Put a blanket out in your in your living room and put some candles and some wine. And hey, there it is. Simple, you know. And have dialogue with your spouse. Yeah, you just reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, date night for sure. I need to plan it soon. How was Sleepy TV born? What was the first one like? What What did you do it for? Or how How did you decide, okay, this is the actual business? So um, the way it all started was when I was a little girl, we lived in an apartment and um, my dad and I would always build forts out of um, our blankets and our furniture. And the typical, my mom would get upset at us because, you know, she just made the bed and we took all the blankets off and made a mess. We wouldn't put things back, you know. But then it was funny because even though she'd get mad at us, eventually she would join us, which was the funny thing. She'd bring us hot chocolate or, you know, we'd be underneath these forts that my dad and I would make. And, and it was fun. It was a great memory. And that went on for years. And then as I, you know, grew up and got married, I had children and I did that with my kids because mm -hmm. um, I was the parent that your friends can come over here, but you can't go over there, you know, type mm -hmm. of parent. <laughs> and um, so I started doing it with, with uh, my son and his friends would come over. And but this time we'd have nicer blankets and kind of upgraded a little bit more. And it, it, they were just really happy about it. His friends would just come over just just to do that. And then as the kids got older, it was kind of like, let me see what I could do. And so I did do a couple of parties here and there, but I just, 
um, just kind of let it go. I would do it just uh, as, you know, because they would ask me to, my friends would ask me to. And then it came to a point where my mom um, was diagnosed with leukemia and she went quick. Mm. They had given her um, six months to live. And so um, we were in the hospital a lot. We spent most of our time in the hospital mm. and uh, I'm an only child. So it was just really me and her. And um, we would sit on the hospital bed and we would just you know, reminisce of the memories that we had. And we would talk about how she would get upset, you know, with me and my dad. And I lost my dad 20 years ago. So it was just her and I um, mm-hmm. at the end. So we just, we would just talk about that. We would reminisce about, old, you know, old times and things that we would do as a little girl. And um, I ended up losing her. And then time went on and I thought to myself, um, even though being in the hospital with my mom was one of the worst moments of my life, it was actually one of the best moments in my life too. Cause, um, we got to talk about certain things. We got to reminisce and reminiscing with her is what helped keep her going or kept her distracted mm-hmm. while she was going through the chemo and the radiation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so just again, like we were saying, having a dialogue, you know, um, is what kept her going and what kept me going. And so that's how the birth of, of Sleepy Teepee came. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, we lived in Almani, um, and this was in the 70s. So, you know, um, buildings get torn down. We moved several times, so we lost lots of pictures. And I came to realize that at the end of the day, all you have left is what's in your heart and in your mind, and they're those memories. And no one can take those away from you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where um, the idea of having Sleepy Teepee came from. And that's why I try to stress like, you know, for these kids, you know, sometimes that might be the best birthday party that they ever had. And it's not because of, of how it was, but it was because who was there, what they did as they yeah, grow older. They yeah, it's how they felt, something that they can talk about. And so um, that's where the birth came from, just creating unforgettable memories. Yeah, the memories bring about the feelings again. And yes, almost brings you to the moment. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, it was tough because it was just my mom and I, my kids were still young enough where they weren't allowed to go inside the hospital room because we had to wear the mask and the gown and all that stuff. And um, sometimes the nurses would let them in, but it was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it, my mom's, uh, my mom's family's in um, Ensenada. And so it was just me and, and with her in that hospital room, just, you know, day and night. And we, we just talked, we just talked and talked. And that's why it's important. Like whether it's with your parents or with your children or with their friends, like I'm an only child. So to me, my friends were my everything. Um, So at least I had that, you know, so that's why to me, it's like, I know what it did for me. So if I can help other children or other families just to create that one lasting memory, then again, my job is done. Hmm. Well, (laughs) and positive came out of something not so positive, but you know, yeah, and it was it was tough because I felt really guilty uh, when I started this business because um, I kind of felt like um, 
like I shouldn't be happy, like I shouldn't move on. Um, but my mom used to always tell me like, you know, don't go around um, sucking on lemons for the rest of your life, you know. Uh, chupando limones, she would always tell me. Um, and she would say, you know, I lived a life and, and you have your life, you're married and you're going to get married and you have kids and, and it's okay. So uh, again, having those conversations with her is what uh, made me strong and made me get through. Because had I not, who knows where I would be right now? You know, who knows um, where this could have gone had we not had those heartfelt conversations? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's tough when you're going through it, but then when you're on the other side, it feels like it feels great and it feels like such a relief. Yes, and mm-hmm. it feels it's it's empowering. Yeah, yeah, it 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 is, and I think um, when you're in it. Because um, it was a tough moment in my life because at that same time, um, my husband and I were planning our wedding. Um, we were supposed to get married in November and um, they had given my mom six months. So we had advanced our wedding date from November to um, July. And so here I am with my mom in the hospital, planning a wedding, praying that God just get her through so she can get, um, make it to our wedding. And unfortunately, she passed away two weeks uh, before her wedding. So, yeah, it was tough. So, you know, my uh, here I am planning a funeral and a wedding. And um, my husband was like, look, if you want to postpone the wedding, I understand, you know. And to me, I was like, oh, heck no. You know, we've been dating for five years. I'm not going (laughs) to wait, you know. And again, I had this conversation with my mom and my mom was like, and I kind of felt like she knew she wasn't going to be there because just the way she would talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I would kind of like not want to listen to her because yeah. it, to me, it was like, you're going to be there. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be there. I don't know how, but you're going to be there. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she was. Yeah. So the wedding day came and it's, you know, the happiest moment in your life, but yet you're still mourning. So mm-hmm. Um, going through that, I realized that if I can get through that, mm-hmm. then I can get through anything. anything. Yeah, for sure. Anything, 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 anything. Yeah. And, and even just listening to your story actually makes me feel like, yeah, I could do it too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you, you think like, oh, man, you know, it's the end of my world or I don't know if I can get through this. You know, I, I've been through a lot. I had a horrible divorce with my first husband. And so going through that and then, you know, losing my father, being an only child and then losing my mom, like, you know, your parents are the only thing next to your children that are your blood. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's your legacy. That, that's what we were talking about earlier. That's your legacy. That's your traditions. That's, mm-hmm. that's your everything. And it's like, wow, that's, you know it's but mom and dad it's gone so it's up to me you know so going through all that stuff um it's made me realize that uh i can do with by the god uh the grace of god um and through his guidance and and faith with him anything is possible anything 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 yeah and you're showing us <laughs> by everything that you're doing mm-hmm. well thank you 
Will, will you talk to um, a little bit about your traditions and your culture? But let, let's talk about how your cultural identity affects the way you run your business. Um, that's kind of a toughie net, and I don't think it has anything to do with, I think it has to do with all cultures in the sense of you have parents that are for sleepovers, and then you have parents that are anti-sleepovers. Mm -hmm. um, and they're anti for the obvious reasons because they say something's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't know what goes on in, the, in that person's house. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know the parents, which I completely agree and I completely mm -hmm. understand that. So I think uh, the way I do my business is I find that it us it's usually a certain group or a certain culture that I deal with, you know, and they're all pretty much the same. And they're all, I wouldn't say it's a certain culture, it's, it's a certain lifestyle. Mm. And they're usually these um, sports parents, because um, they're into group stuff, and they usually allow the kids, you know, to go to so-and-so's house for a barbecue, or they're going to go get pizza. Um, it's usually a, a lifestyle of, of, of um, parents that are usually involved in a community of sports, um, a Girl Scouts, that's a big thing. Um, so it's, it's that kind of lifestyle that I target that welcomes it, where the other one is like, they won't even look my way, you know? So I think it has to do, especially with the, with the way life is now, you know? Um, predators and all that stuff, which I completely get. Yeah, no, it's definitely a very sensitive sensitive topic yes it's so it's so disheartening how we can go from just in our conversation that we're having we go from like creating wonderful experiences and having conversations and creating beautiful memories to like one thought one second one word it switches to like a dark side where like oh my god this is also possible yeah yeah it's scary and as a parent of me three kids three young kids and I'm just like this feeling is never gonna go away ever <laughs> no and, and it's true and that's why I'm authentic about it I'm not gonna just say the good things about it um, I'm gonna be authentic and say well this is a negative too because um, like I said when my children were younger I was a parent that I was like you can they can come over here but you can't go over there you know so I was kind of biased um, but then the flip to it. Everybody's got to do what they yeah. have to do. And at the end of the day, we all, yeah. we, we need to respect each other. We have yeah. to respect each other. We yeah. can't respect other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we, we need to respect ourselves the same way we respect other people and right. not judge them or criticize them and yeah, do whatever you feel comfortable with and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a pro and a con. You know, and that's why, you know, I always say it's in the comfort of your own home. Um, you know, you only you, that's a decision that you as a parent need to make, you know. Um, and there's nothing else to say about that. You know? Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is. But, but it's reality. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's reality. But even so, no matter what, you still provide a wonderful, beautiful service 
so that provides a great experience and you're there to provide the space and whoever is willing who wants to and is willing to host it they decide how they want they decide how they want it right when they want right. it how long mm-hmm. they want it for what they want it for it could be for a photo shoot it could be for an event it could yes. be for a birthday party it could be for a date night it could be for anything yes <laughs> yeah yeah so have you faced any um any struggles you know like building your business and you kind of we kind of talked a little bit about that but um um the struggle i have and it's kind of like it's in the sense of on a positive note is is um trying because it's such a unique business it's not like you can compare it to something yeah so it's it's been a struggle as far as putting it out there um as far as as to what it is what we provide um uh, trying to start the foundation for it is has been a struggle explaining the experience so unique and different that yeah you're right there really is nothing i think one time i talked to you and i compared to your service for kids parties like dropping off a jumpy house mm-hmm. you really you can't compare it to that it's just in a sense i was just thinking about it like in the drop off pick up you know drop uh-huh. off set it up pick it up yeah during a birthday party but yeah. your your service your business is so much more than that yes yeah so um i think it's just tr- it's it's bringing awareness to people as to what our service provides um so that's kind of been hard because um i know of other companies in different states um i know of two companies here in the um southern california area um but it's not like i could say oh we're like you know uh, john's incredible pizza you know cuz we're not i can't there's nothing to compare it to so it's like creating that awareness so when i start to tell people you know it's it's a different way it's a glamping type of sleepover you know when you were a kid do you remember building forts you know with boxes or your furniture and they're like oh yeah and 9 out of 10 times actually 10 out of 10 times when i tell people about it they'll kind of like look up and stare up it'll jog a memory and they'll put a nice smile or laugh and they'll say oh yeah i remember that and they'll always glamping glamping yeah glamping like mm-hmm. glam camping yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait did she wait what did she, did she just say that <laughs> yeah it's like a glamping yeah like a glamping type of thing. And so people are like, "Oh yeah, I did that." And then I always hear like, "But we didn't do it that way. We had blankets." And I'm like, "Yeah, so that's why it's 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 like the five-star um fort or, you know, like the glamping type of thing." Um, I really like that. So <laughs> you saying like it's uh making forts and it's a glamping mm-hmm. fort. Yeah. For experience like uh-huh. then I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's like a glamping. Yeah. So that's that's what it is like a a a a five-star uh camping indoors cuz you're not outside, there's no rocks, you know. Yeah. Um you got an air mattress. It's pretty. You Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the I've seen the pictures you put up on your Instagram and it's like pretty little flowers or sometimes there's a theme associated with the event so you see yes. it's nice. It's nice. Yes. 
You talked about other businesses. Um, is there a business that you follow that you strive to be that's like similar to your business? No, I don't. Um, and the reason is, is because um, we're all in different chapters. And so I find myself, if I start to follow or want to be like that, then I get frustrated with myself because I'm like, why am I not there? So, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's so I'm a, I'm aware, but I keep it at bay because, you know, uh, I'm barely in my fourth or fifth chapter of this book. I am not even in the middle of it where they may be at a different place. And then I'm like, hey, wait a minute, how come this and how come that? And then I start to doubt myself and then I get unmotivated. And then, I mean, that just to be unmotivated and to mm -hmm. um, lose your focus. I mean, that just happens so quick, at mm -hmm. least for me. So it's like, eh, I'll put the brakes and you just stay over there. So I just focus on my own thing. Yeah, that's great. That's a great advice. <laughs> what, um, what's your favorite technological tool that you use for your business? Um, it's funny because uh, technology would be uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. But my whole idea of the business is is putting away with social media. So as silly as it sounds, I put it out there to create awareness, but I'm more of word of mouth. I'm more of uh, when I see people, I'll talk to them about it. Um, so I'm more of doing it the old school way of talking to people about it mm -hmm. rather than the social media, because I feel like that's all we're about is social media. So I'm trying to, again, go back to basics, go back to a simpler time um, and try to stay away from that. So I'm kind of like uh, using the social media because I have to, but I go this other route instead, if that makes sense. Prefer, yeah, you prefer not to. Yeah. Yes. If you could have done something different, what would that have been? If I could have done something different, um oh my god i think just my whole career why i would have started sooner hmm. you know i would have started sooner um i let um sooner like five years sooner ten years sooner <clears throat> three months sooner because i hear a lot of people say that like i would have started sooner but like what how much sooner for you um probably a couple of years sooner hmm. you know because i always had the vision in my head mm -hmm. i just didn't know like what what would be the birth of it if that makes any sense and it wasn't until this thing with my mom i was like i had that aha moment but i think i had those aha moments before i just wasn't ready to grasp them um you just didn't really listen to it or i didn't listen to it yeah i didn't listen to it and it took it that so that you had to listen. yes yes and then you know it was kind of like the saying that says uh don't wait when God's whispering to you, don't wait for him to shout at you. And so I felt like he was shouting, like, do this, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, you know, so I would have started sooner. Yeah, that's really interesting. A lot of people I talk to, a lot of business owners say that. They're like, yeah, oh, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm like, imagine what our world would be like if we all listened to ourselves our visions our intuition like the first time yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and, and, you know, I have a nine to five job too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if I would have started this sooner, you know, in, in a perfect world, I would love to leave my nine to five job and just focus on this. Mm-hmm. So in my mind starts to think, had I started sooner, I would be able to finish this mm-hmm. nine to five sooner. Transition out of yeah, the, the transition. So that's where my mind goes. Like if I'm going to work that hard at my nine to five, then I need to work this much harder for myself. That's exactly what I think too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for myself too. I think, yeah. I think that too. Like, yes. If I'm doing this on the side, part-time, for two years imagine if I was doing this full-time it'd only be five months (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so that's where the sooner comes in for me Hmm. yeah for sure can you share some advice for anyone who wants to start their own business that has a very unique business idea that's like culturally specific or very very unique that's funny um do it now Um, again, it's just uh, do it now. Don't don't wait for a year, or two years, or five years, whatever to to do it. Like if because you'll never be ready. You'll never be prepared. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have the right tribe. It's yes. it's it's that's, that's exactly what I think about too. Like yeah, people ask me about parenting, and I'm like, dude, nobody's ever ready for that. <laughs> you just have to do it go moment by moment and I feel the same way when starting a business or owning your own business it's you have to start doing it and then it kind of morphs into something as you're doing it yeah and it's funny because you know I mean uh, on the subject off the subject people talk about uh you know like you just said you know when's the best time to have kids or you're never going to be ready and you know, if you want to have kids then you better start having sex, otherwise it's never going to happen. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the main thing, you know? Um, so the same thing with here, like you, you just got to do it, you know? Start and people about it, start putting yeah. out there and people will give you feedback. About yeah. It. Yeah. Cause if you don't start it and you're just, it's just on paper, then what? Because the way you plan it and the way it actually happens is completely, completely different. Just like when you take your driver's license test on the paper and you go out and drive, you're like, what the heck? I wasn't ready for this. It's the same thing. You know, when, when you have your mind, the business is going to be this way and you put it out there and none of that is the way reality is. So just, just do it. Like, and then as you, as you go, you'll learn what worked, what didn't work what was worth your time, what was not worth your time. And most importantly, what I learned is um, who your tribe is. You will find out who your tribe is. And fortunate and unfortunate, the one you think, the ones that you think will be there won't, and the ones you least expect will. Mm. And that was a big eye opener for me. Um, But it doesn't matter. Just as long as, as long as you're, you're, you're mindful and you're healthy, like physically able to just, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Like, like attracts like, or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. People are attracted to each other for 
supporting each other for what they like and and you're right some people who maybe used to support you and other things before will stop supporting you now and oh yeah and then new new people that came out of who knows where they came out of are now supporting you and yeah like you here you are you're in san francisco the san francisco area and i'm here and you know you're supporting me and i totally appreciate that that's to me that's a blessing in disguise and something i would have never ever imagined it was not part of my plan you know and and here you are so thank you thank you i mean it's it's really for me it's more like it's inspirational and i guess i am attracted to uh people um women and people who really just put themselves out there and are doing something really unique and different and creating their own path i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i really i've noticed that i am really attracted to people who are creating their own path and figuring out a way as they're doing it Mm, yeah literally putting in the bricks on the floor (laughs) yes layer (laughs) by layer on Mm. their path and i guess i guess it's because i'm also creating my own path too and figuring it out there is very little traditional path of the, the path that i've taken is not very <laughs> it's not it's not very you know traditional either so but you know what the important thing is you're doing it yeah you are doing it and you're not waiting another month another year another two years you're in it you're you're in it now and that's all that matters and that's that's the hardest step and from there on you'll figure it out yeah, definitely, for sure. The hardest step is starting. Yes. That's definitely the hardest step. It's starting and then it, it's continuous, you know, like as you're on this path of creating something um, bigger than yourself and bigger than your family or creating something, it's like, okay, well, today gonna take a step back <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you wake up and it's another day and like okay today you want to take 10 steps forward and you know that's right how it goes right yeah it's it's never um there's never two days the same mm-hmm. you know and and that's the journey of it it's just you 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 wake up and you're like okay what are we doing today what 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 do we got going on today you know, and you put your eye of the tiger song on and you just go, you roll with the punches, you know, <laughs> just roll with the punches. So with the eye of the tiger song in the background, <laughs> um, if you had no constraints, would you start another business? Would I start another business? Um, I don't think I'd start another business. I love what I do. Like I love, love, love what I do. Um, if I had no constraints, what I would love to do is like a shelter for homeless people. Hmm. Um, that's what I would love to do if I had no constraints. A big um, sleepy teepee. Yes, a big sleepy, a big teepee's for everybody. <laughs> you a know, communal sleepy teepee. <laughs> yes, um, I just have such a, a, a passion for them. Um, 
I've never been affected by it. By the grace of God, I've never nothing. I just, my heart just goes out to, uh, with the homelessness. Hmm. Um, so if, I know what you mean. I actually, I work in downtown San Francisco and mm-hmm. I see homeless people every single day when I go to work, mm-hmm. um, to and from even on my commute on the public transportation. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the times I tell myself, I know this sounds kind of bad, but I need to do it to protect myself in a sense. Mm-hmm. I tell myself, okay, don't look at them. Don't look in their eyes. And the reason why is because as soon as I really look at them, like it, 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 it's like, it's humanizing and then I look at them and then my heart drops and I'm just like, Oh my God. And I just want to go and help them and do whatever I can. But then I'm like, I can't do that. I need to focus on myself, take care of myself, not like in a selfish, felt selfish way, but Mm -hmm. the, the little time and energy that I do have need to spend it on myself and my family first. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Hopefully one day when I get to the point where I've created something where I'm able to give back in a bigger way, then, you know, that's, that's the goal. Right. And I get the sense and I just heard you say the same thing. Right. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I used to be the same way too. I was like, don't look at me. I, you know, my window is up, but I'm going to look the other way. And, and I found that, um, that I was starting to get convicted with that. So what I've started to do, and my daughter and I do this, and it's funny because she was telling me that her and her friends yesterday went to Wendy's. Uh, they have like a four for four deal. Mm-hmm. And um, they bought all these hamburgers and they went out looking for homeless to give them burgers, which mm-hmm. I know it's um, by example what I told them. And so I was all like, you know, like you guys are a bunch of teenagers. I don't think that was a good idea, but I know where your heart was at, Mm -hmm. but next time be careful. Mm -hmm. But my point is, is so what I do is I go to the Dollar Tree store um, Mm -hmm. or like the 99 cent store and I'll get like the, there's like the big Ziploc bags Mm -hmm. and I'll buy um, like toothbrushes. It's a toothbrush that comes with like a toothpaste in it already. I'll do that. I'll buy socks. I'll buy deodorant. Um, just little, little things. And I put them in a Ziploc bag, socks, uh, in a Ziploc bag. And then when I see a homeless, now you can't be when there's a whole bunch, cause you'll just get ransacked. Mm-hmm. But when you see a couple, like if I'm at a light or something, instead of giving them money, cause I'm going to go broke. Mm-hmm. Um, I give them the Ziploc bag and it has stuff in it, you know? Um, yeah. and so that's what I do, you know? Yeah, and it, I don't, I don't ever yeah. give money yeah sometimes if I have like a extra public transportation ticket or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. or um at work if there's like catered events or something and there's yeah. food I'll take those out because I always see people yeah just within like a couple blocks or something yeah so I'll just hand it out and... yeah it's never ending and and it's you know I always think you know like I'm just a couple of paychecks away from that like uh, who am I you know <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously, I have, yeah. yeah. so you know, I'm like, I'm sorry, I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah, 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 and and we all deal with it differently, you know, yeah. so um, I, like, used to feel like that, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, let me see how I can do it, so 
I don't do it all the time, you know, like on my check on the 15th, it, I have a little bit more room. So when I can, I do. And when I can't, I can't. Um, but that's just my heart um, just for the homeless. Just that's If there was no constraints, that's what I would do. <laughs> well, I know that one day you will. Yeah. <laughs> Big sleepy TV. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, thank you. God willing. TV shelter. Right? <laughs> You're going to be like, I remember when she talked about that like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hope it happens in two years for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I really want to thank you for coming on here and spending the time and sharing. Um, I know it must have been really difficult to share a lot of intimate things about your life. And um, I, I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot and you've definitely empowered me and motivated me. And you had, you shared such an inspirational story and also it's very inspirational to hear your, you know, your future, what you're looking towards as well. And so I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I'm so happy for you and your business. And you actually have a physical location, right? Um, uh, yes, we actually have a place in uh, Redondo Beach where you can do the unslumber parties. Mm -hmm. And it's at the South, um, South Bay Galleria Mall. So you and have it, a physical location. But you also can, uh, you have a service delivery and set up where you go anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. We have that. So we have a location. It's, it's inside the South Bay Gallery. It's under the Zibini Kids. Um, I partnered with my good friend Karina. Um, so it's there if we want to do that. Or um, we're also mobile. So we can go to your house and, and set up there too. Mm. And so thank you for the time. Thank you for having us. I hope I've encouraged you with the date night for your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know. Kids have a teepee around here. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be a blanket, you know, tea, hot chocolate, wine, whatever it is. And just, just talk. Go, going back to basics, like, you know, why, why did we start dating? Why did we fall in love? Um, what attracted me to you? What, you know, just the basics. It doesn't have to, we, I think we make it complicated. Yeah, but. for sure. Keeping things simple definitely mm -hmm. makes things clear. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you for, for giving um, us this time and giving me this time. And thank you for listening. Uh, what, what's your website and your social media if people want to follow you? So um, under uh, Facebook, it's uh, Sleepy Teepee. It's just Sleepy Teepee. And then on Instagram, we have um, two different uh, handles. It's the Sleepy Teepee Kids. And then we also have just Sleepy Teepee for Adults. And then um, it's the, the website is www.sleepyteepee.com. And it's S-L-E-E-P-I-E. T-E-E-P-E-E. -E -E -E. That's a tongue twister right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely will be in the details of this podcast. Um, so the link will be shared there. And thank you so much, Brenda. I really appreciate it. And to be honest, I really hope that more people out there will start their own 
CPTP businesses in other parts of the world, you know, to expand your your mission. Thank you. Really necessary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.